and welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. I am Gemma. I am Chippy. Where are you, Chips? Um, I'm Abla España. No, that's Spanish. We're sunny Spain. Viva España. Yes. Uh, I'm in Spain. Business or pleasure? Pleasure. Mm. Kids um, or without kids? Uh, without kids. I shall explain the audience at home. Chippy is brushing her mane, her long hair. Sorry. I'm just doing this because I've got a hair dryer. And for those of us with long hair, you've got to get it in whilst you can because otherwise it's going to well, it's going to be frizzy anyway because it's warm. So, yeah, I'm in Spain. So we thought we would talk about travel. This. Yes. This. So. You want to know, I, I want to know Chippy's experience of Del Puerto. So, <laughs> to give a little background, last year with my company, I won a trip to Mallorca that was supposed to happen on the 9th of May. Um, obviously, that didn't happen um, because of lockdown. The miserable. Yeah, and I, I was a bit sad about that because that was an all expenses. Well, it wasn't. I bought the flights. It was apart from the flights, which I bought. Really nice, all-inclusive hotel, big swimming pools, no kids, weekend, lovely. And then a friend of mine moved to Spain and I booked, to, as soon as lockdown lifted, I can't remember when that was now, July? 1982. Yeah, <laughs> when we were free. Um... I booked a holiday to come and see my friend who'd moved to Spain um, and whose dog I had, Tallulah. Um, and then that was supposed to happen. I was supposed to get back on the 18th of August, but then obviously Spain got taken off the travel corridor um, and I didn't want to quarantine for the last two weeks of the summer holidays for my kids. I thought that was a bit mean. So I moved the flights and I, I moved the flights, I guess, sort of hoping that it would reopen, but it hasn't. And what I found really weird was to me, I, I wondered if I was being really irresponsible by traveling. And pretty much everyone has said, this isn't going anywhere. Mm. So you've booked the flights. Um, I'm in the middle of nowhere in a little town. Mm. Um, annoyingly, I flew to Gibraltar so my flights were never cancelled anyway because it's UK. Oh. So, um, so I flew to Gibraltar and then, it, yeah, so I'm not in a big city. I'm not staying in a hotel. I'm staying in my friend's house in a little town. Um, so I'm here and I, I was really worried, but loads of people were like, it's just not going to, this, this situation isn't going to stop. I think, countries will lock down and unlock and everything. So you might as well go while you've got your flights booked. Um, and yeah, I kind of was anxious about leaving my kids, but I was a bit, I have that thing where I force myself to do stuff that makes me anxious, if that makes sense. So like I was anxious about leaving my kids, but I can't stay with them forever. It was like what we were talking about, sending your kids back to school it's really difficult if you've been with them and you've been looking after them and you've been feeding them to suddenly 
send them back to school and be okay with that yeah. um so yeah i feel much better now what i'm here plane was quite full so i flew from gatwick airport near you not very near me i had to get my taxi at 3 30 in the morning Ouch. which was quite painful but quite good because i actually it meant i didn't have to go on the train so for me i'd have to go on the tube to victoria and then the gatwick express to gatwick and that to me almost bothered me more for some reason than than the plane but i've got a so i've got taxi to gatwick um there's hand sanitizer everywhere most people had a mask on um it was do your own bag drop off so obviously you've got to touch the screen mm -hmm. but you're not kind of having human interaction yeah um there's lots of hand sanitizer everywhere i thought all the shops would be shut but most of them were open some of the food places were shut but again i was there at six in the morning yeah they six in the morning they can be closed, so yeah my gate opened at 10 past six and some stuff was starting to open um everyone was wearing masks um and then we got on the plane everyone wore their masks all the time on the plane we what was weird i thought the plane would be empty the plane was pretty full and they i'm not a good flyer anyway um they said that the so it was one of those planes where you have seats of three on both sides there's just one aisle seats of three on both sides and all my sides all three seats were full and on the other side there'd be one person and they said they've done that for the balance of the plane which always makes me anxious what yeah so i don't know if it's something to do with where the suitcases go all the suitcases go on i don't know didn't like to think about it frankly um and everyone wore their masks the whole time there was tea and tea and coffee and stuff offered but i bought because i'm a total spod i don't like plastic bottles so i made sure i i didn't know i didn't know whether you could carry a water bottle through so i didn't annoyingly didn't bring my own water bottle but i went and bought a tin of water in the airport so i didn't need any food and drink and everyone just wore their masks the whole time and the only time i was really bothered by my mask was um because i'd had an hour and a half sleep because london doesn't understand about me having to get up at three in the morning so people were napping around in the park opposite until one so i had an hour and a half sleep so i slept on the plane but the only time my mask bothered me is when i think i must have been just about to go into deep sleep yeah and suddenly i'd be like inhale my mask and i'd be like oh no um but that looks sexy actually yeah great i think the woman next to me was really pissed off anyway she had headphones on she didn't need to hear my snoring um but yeah it was really good i didn't I'm actually shocked that they didn't see. so I, I i would have expected you to every other seat to not have been yeah there was none of that sat next to people as normal but they were very strict about masks and what about using the loo normal do you have to put your hand up no you just go, get up and go as normal please mister. Um, i need to pee um and then when you land at gibraltar yeah your queue was normal there was no distancing in the queue um suitcases is normal you had to fill out a form to say what your number was where you're staying and that was it 
but then we were in Gibraltar so we took out took off our masks when we got outside because we had been wearing them for like eight hours whatever and then um you walk across the border to to Spain so you have to go through passport control but on foot it's very weird and in Spain mask on all the time really outside outside mask on all the time really very strict um so you go out of your house mask on and obviously a lot of people just wear them around their chin or just over their mouth I'm not saying that everyone's a saint but yeah mask on all the time so that's very different so my friend who was picking me up came through the border to pick me up and she was like why is no one wearing their mask outside the airport and I was like it's UK we're in Absolutely. the UK. Rebels. Yeah, we've got Boris Johnson being like, wear a mask, yeah. wear a mask. We're playing fast and loose. <laughs> yeah, we can we don't virus. <laughs> also, I was like, I'm coming from London. Yeah. We went we through the we like. Yeah, we do what we like. Um so yeah, I mean it was fine actually. I had my bottle of hand sanitizer. There was lots of sanitizer stations in the airport. You in the in Gatwick, don't think I saw any in Gibraltar. Yeah, so and then I've just got into my friend's car and I've come to her house and that's it. So I haven't, as I say, I'm not um, in in like a big city, which I think would be very different. Um, but there's obviously so much stricter here. But apart from the masks, that didn't really feel any different. Not really. I mean, there was a lot fewer people in Gatwick, I guess. Mm. People were quite good about distancing in Gatwick because um, you know how you get those blocks of like four seats yeah, and things. If you were sitting in one, people would leave a gap. Okay. Um, so I think for the, from, for the most part, the people I saw were being quite sensible. Um, yeah. Mm. I don't know whether we've just got a bit more used to the situation that and therefore... Weird isn't it? It's weird yeah. how quickly you get used to things. You just adapt. And I think once you've done it once, it's like, whatever. I remember I was really nervous the first time I went to a supermarket. I used to do a trial. Yeah. And now, and now you're like, like normal. Yeah. And I think here, so we just went and had a coffee um, and in the cafe that hasn't been open for months. So they've been very strict stuff. If you want to go to a restaurant, I think you have to phone. It looks closed. Oh. So unless you phone, you wouldn't even know that you could go in there. Um, so yeah, I th- feel like they are being a lot stricter here, but they've still got rising cases um, in Spain. So obviously people aren't being good everywhere, but they do, you know, you do get police telling you to put your mask on. You do have. Is it quite intimidating? Well, I haven't seen a policeman, so I don't know. Um, but I think, yeah, if you go out without your mask on, you will get caught. Um, I think after we recorded last week, Tom came back from school and for everybody who's listening, he has an infected big Joe and it's been rumbling on and on and on and on, like an ingrowing toenail has become infected and now both of his toes are infected. And like, I saw it and it was starting to track up his foot and I was like, I'm not happy about this. So Mike was at work 
Um, so we couldn't, I had to take all three kids to um, the minor injuries and they were like, we, he needs to go to proper A&E. He might need an intravenous drip. And what was really, it was the most horrific experience, not of my life, that's being a tad dramatic, but it was just odd. So, so surreal. And I think it's really interesting, the fact that you've been to an airport, got on a plane, and yet there seems to be a massive disconnect. Like I went to A&E and I wasn't allowed. I got absolutely, I got so much stick because I had to take three kids. And I was like, but I've got no childcare. Yeah, what are you supposed to do with a five-year-old? Yeah, and, and they, they wait outside and they're, uh, for th I think we were there in total between the two places, five hours, and it was dark, there was drunk people in the queue. So the queue for A&E existed outside the building. Yeah. Right? And then you get, got triaged just outside the building. And they, when it eventually got to Tom's turn, they wanted me to leave Johnny and Ben outside in the dark. A five-year-old yeah. child. Yeah, no. I was like, it's just not happening. These two, are four, these two are blind drunk. I'm not leaving my kids here. Yeah, it'd be one thing if it was your 13-year-old who's quite sensible. And there was this one poor man who he's, he's six, so he looked, his son was about six, I think, had come in in an ambulance and, the, and his, his mom had got in the ambulance with the child and the dad had followed behind in the car and he wouldn't let him in. Mm. They were like, no, he's um, one person per patient. And this dad was beside himself with like, he was like, I need to see my boy. And he, it was, it we was had from a disaster movie. It was awful. So we, obviously we had Wandgate yeah. with Jim sticking a Lego wand up his nose. And it was quite interesting um, because we went to Winchester A&E where he had stuck the wand up his nose in Hampshire at my mum's house. Um, we went to Winchester A&E and then we went to, um, <laughs> we went and obviously I took him, Joe stayed at my mum's, no, Joe drove back to London with the other two. I I stayed at my mum's. Um, you had your temperature checked outside, mm -hmm. masks on. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it was it was just me, so we didn't have that issue. We went in, you know, everything. There were there were distancing spots on the floor, and then I went the next day. I went to a London A and E, and that was a lot different. Nobody took our temperature. Um, I'm not saying that's wrong or right, but it was just very different to see in two days, the difference. Um, and yeah, there were parents and I was saying to you, cause you were like, I can't believe I'm in A&E. And I was like, thank goodness you're not in the, my one thing. Cause I was really like, why do you have to stick a wand up your nose during a global pandemic? Like what the A&E, you don't want to be going to hospital unless you have to at the best of times, but during a pandemic with a contagious airborne disease. Maybe in the London a &E, who looked to be about six weeks old, who had a really high temperature. Oh my God. And that made me just go, oh, actually no, I'll take a Lego wand up the nose, that's fine. I, just that thing of anyone, like me included, I've been in with my kids with really high temperatures when they're babies, yeah. and it's terrifying. Yeah. And they had to choose a parent to go in, so you've got breastfeeding mum, doesn't speak English, husband who does speak English, 
but can't obviously soothe and feed the baby in the same way. So she had to go in, but they had to keep phoning him. He wasn't allowed to go in. And I have to say, eventually they did call him in because I think they were keeping the baby in. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, okay, we're over here with a chipper five-year-old with a leg up his nose. I'm all in for that. But I felt so sorry for them because I was like, God, it's hard enough. Yeah. solo parenting through that kind of A&E experience anyway because you're like it's just horrible and, and frankly quite boring yeah. so because you don't know how long you're going to be there but let alone with a newborn when only one of you's allowed in just awful and Sorry, I really I your A&E what really struck me was that you know and I hate the phrase my mum goes oh son you're normal but it just, I was, I, I felt quite depressed when I came home because I just thought, oh my God, how long is this going to go on for? And just like you said then, people said to you, look, this is going to be hanging around, so you may as well go on holiday or go or get a yeah. break away for a few days. And it's, it's like we're in the situation now, just, I, I feel like it's only a matter of time. God, this is cheery. It's only a matter of time before the kids get a confirmed case in one of the kids' schools. Yeah. And one of the kids is home self-isolating for 14 days. Yeah. And I just, I'm just like, I'm quite, I, I like to think I'm quite a resilient old girl. Yeah. Like, how much more of this can we actually take? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at the bottom of my Corona coaster, Chippy. Do you know what? Are you at the bottom of your Corona coaster? I'm, I'm fairly close to the top because I've got no kids. Everyone keeps saying things that I like. I, oh, and I've had a coffee. Oh. made by someone else oh. and I think as we said when we first started recording this during the pandemic I was quite strict I have been really strict yeah. so lockdown lifted and I see my family and I have a few school mums who actually when they started going back to school before the summer holidays were mums in my son's bubble yeah. but I haven't do you know what I mean so yeah. I've, I've stuck with those couple of mums and I don't really see anyone else. I've still been quite strict. I don't go, I get my shopping delivered or I'll go to the supermarket with my mask, with my hand sanitizer, without any of my children. Um, so, I've, I've, so I think partly that's what felt so renegade about getting on a plane and having to quarantine when I get back. Um, but I, but it, is, it does feel really nice to have a coffee made by someone else and we're going to go out for lunch, which is why we're having to record at this particular time. And but it, but it just feel I just don't know. I just and feel I think like, you need that treat of like yeah. But how how horrible is it that it's become just so quickly normal that going out for lunch is a treat? Well, so we know that <laughs> I secretly have got a secret new. It's not started yet, but I've been planning a secret new blog. Yeah. on patreon and yeah. i think one of the things i'm going to do for it is i'm going to look into the spanish flu which sounds really boring but it's the closest it's the most previous pandemic i think spanish flu there's one every 100 years or so well it's 1918 was it that the same thing was it 1918 no yeah maybe yeah maybe no mm, yeah. i can't remember when are you googling it no. have a google minute, stop um Sorry about the banging. Ferret. What's <laughs> um, But yeah, so so that so every hundred years or so there is yeah. a pandemic, mm -hmm. and I think the most recent one was the Spanish flu. But I'm going to look at it 
because I'm now really interested in like how long did it actually last? How long um, did it drag on for? Because two years, two weeks, two years. Mm. Yeah, so I think we're looking at. I mean, we're six they months had, in. They had a second wave, so I looked into it a little bit because the Spanish flu wasn't it the Spanish flu that they got in Downton Abbey and she died. Yeah, possibly. Um, and there are some really weird like pictures of people in like the 1918, 1920s dress with like masks on and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, masks on. And I think the thing is, obviously there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. and Everyone is free to think what the hell they like. But my thing has always been with, with the mask wearing. A, it's not much of an infringement on your human rights, really. It's a bit of fabric across your face. Well, and, but the, the secondly... Thing they we you know when they had the plague you had to wear a bloody great beak do you know what i mean like it's happened before we're not it's not turned into a handmaid's tale not where because of the because of the plague we we now all have to wear beaks you know you wear a mask in the shop you take it off we're compared to spain i can tell you we're really not very heavily monitored on our mask wearing yeah. but it's funny how it feels that that feeling where you're like how long can this go on and isn't it depressing that lunch becomes a really yeah i'm just being thing. but we don't have that fallout from the spanish flu from our families being like oh god and the spanish flu don't mention flu in front of your granddad or you'll freak out because he'll remember the spanish do you know what I mean it you, human beings are incredibly adaptable and resilient i think the reason one of the reasons why the spanish flu god if you google it some of the pictures Yes, the Spanish flu was 1918. And I think yeah. one of the reasons why it was so bad, A, because it was 1918. Yeah, imagine also, having to stay in your house. Also, like, it was just after the First World War. No. During? Yeah, yeah after, just, well, it finished in 1918. So lots of people, I think, people so were... people were incredibly poor. People yeah. were psychologically damaged. People had had their entire families ripped apart. People were in a massive financial slump. You didn't have great uh, hygiene facilities. Lots of people in their houses would not have had uh, very hygienic living circumstances. So imagine all of the stuff that we've just gone through with, I think the um, with no TV, no internet, no phone, no hygiene facilities, no knowing that you're family were okay just mean my mum is on her own in Hampshire I suppose to be fair in 1918 I probably wouldn't be far from my mum maybe but from what but, it says here that it was it really affected kids under five yeah so your kids were just game over and there's no there's no NHS there's no, well hang on how old's the NHS though in 1940 odd it wasn't it yeah so there's no NHS you can't get your kids to the hospital very easily. The hospital is dirty because you don't have people that like mm. it, it. We are in a, in a, the luxury pandemic basically. And I'm, I'm sure the Spanish flu at the time compared to the previous, which must've been, I can't even think about what the previous pandemic was. Plague? No. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, the Spanish flu must have felt luxurious. But right now with our NHS or good health services in a lot of places, 
you know, at least hospitals are clean and they have an idea about cleanliness and they have the technology. Yeah, I just, it's just, I just think, I think, I think at the beginning, lots of people like this is going to go on for two years. And was like, oh, stop being so doom and gloom. Stop scaremongering. And now we're like six, seven months in, we're all a bit like, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But things like, so my thing, I saw someone post this and it just made me think, oh God, bang on. So we had, when we were airing people's dirty laundry and someone was saying they were worried about Christmas with their boyfriend, and i've seen those people being like oh god christmas is going to be awful you can't see your family blah 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 and there's this post and obviously there are lots of people who are on their own and and that this is going to be difficult but for for a lot of people and we see it on your facebook group a lot who find christmas really stressful because everyone comes around and they have to cook and they feel like they have to clean stuff this is going to be the christmas where you can legitimately hunker down in your house mm. get get nice food in just for you get the food that you like in you don't have to cook goose because your mother-in-law won't eat turkey it stinks when you're cooking goose it sounds like a wet yeah. labrador try cooking a duck you're there for hours with the fat anyway <laughs> draining the fat off um but yeah just mean take rather than I, I i know it's easier said than done but for me I, that's what i'm focusing on is like rather than thinking of all the bad aspects, think of all the times that you found Christmas a bit much, or you found the organisation a bit much, or you found travelling to Scotland to see your in-laws just too much, and think, you know, this could be the Christmas where you can be at your house and you don't have to feel guilty. And you can Zoom your in-laws and you can, you know, still have all of that, but it's going to be a really cosy Christmas. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we could have in my family the stress of, we've just got my mum so so we always include just my mum but obviously my sister's family wants to include my mum as well but they've got her in-laws and how much do we stretch that bubble mm. where just me so we, obviously we've got that to navigate so I'm not saying it's really easy and blah 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 oh new restrictions announced in north of England as mm. Covid increases so I think they've just shut down somewhere just locked down somewhere um yeah, but I think absolutely I agree. I just think for me, I just, I just a little bit shocked about how quickly we've all got used to it. Got quick, but so my my message to the laundrettes basically, and to you, because now you've had that experience with A and E, and I think one thing that worked really well, mostly, is that thing of you know people helped their neighbours during lockdown you know people made their neighbors feel made made sure their neighbors were safe can you obviously restrictions in place but can you sort of be there so that if if your friends if your local families need to go to any for non-covid obviously if they're going to any because of coronavirus they need to that's separate but for example can can that can you think to say to your mum friends look if you have to go to A&E because your kids stuck a lego wand up his nose please feel free to drop your kids around at my house yeah if I can I'll have them because it's that little ways where 
we're at this horrible limbo stage, which I think a lot of people found more difficult almost than lockdown because it's like, well, we want you to do normal life, but it's not quite normal. So like your kid may still need hospital medical attention, but you're not allowed to bring your other kids, but your husband's at work. Mm. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, God, I'm very positive in Spain, aren't I? (laughs) Try, I just, I just think maybe, you know, pulling the community together in that way it's good. Do, you feel like, do you feel like you do you feel like you have you know you, do you feel better for being in a different place yeah i feel like it's slightly like um you know when you get together with someone and you have a really intense relationship you know when you have a really intense relationship with someone and you see them all the time and then you don't see them for a week and you really miss them. But actually, it's quite nice to know if you miss them. And actually, I've been in a couple of relationships where I've been broken up with them because I'm like, oh, I don't really miss you at all. It was just that weird, intense, yeah, early relationship thing. I'm having that slightly with my kids. Because you know what it's like when you're just, you're not, resentf- you're not resentful of them. No. But, no, no. but you're, you need, you need the space. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. It's healthy. It's healthy space. So that surely has to be your positive, does it, for this week? For this week, yeah. My positive. Oh, nope. hello. My positive for this week is yeah, being in, being being in Spain, feeling quite brave, doing something that you feel anxious about is always a positive for me. Yeah, I can. Yeah, absolutely, it makes you feel brave. My... that's not for everyone i don't want everyone to be like oh but but like yeah my positive is that i might be on telly tomorrow this is we're gonna have to cut this if you're not on telly tomorrow i have an alternative positive my oh, okay. um, my interesting case my positive is the book's out next week <laughs> Woo! and then i'm gonna sleep for a thousand years yeah well, no, you'll sleep for like 10 minutes and then you'll message me being like, I'm bored now. <laughs> what am I doing now? Bars. You're going out for a lovely lunch now. Have some tapas. I'm going for lunch now. So a bit of tapas. Mm, Maybe yeah. a cerveza. Cerveza, dos cervezas, por favor. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to my friend who I'm visiting, who is a yoga instructor, but hadn't been able to do like yoga because she's a single mum. And then lockdown happened, so she's been doing Zoom yoga. And so how I arrived with my Corona pregnancy belly, she is like, she's lost loads of weight and is looking so super toned. So thanks for that, Katie. <laughs> I thought you really were a magic exercise. I was like, do share with the group. No, no, she's, she's just looking really six packy and thin and tanned. And mm. I turned up being like, yeah, we're all going to be fine.